Don't Wreck Yourself features words and situations that are not appropriate for young listeners. This show is only for adults and unsupervised juvenile delinquents of exquisite taste and refinement. Each week, Matt and Ryan look into claims they find online, answer your questions, and say bad words. Now your way is the only way, and my way is the only way to fill the space between a hard place and a rock is all we do. But we'll entertain the conversation that leads us to the truth. What do we know? What trips to telephones that are no different to you? Welcome to Don't Wreck Yourself. My name is Ryan Placetti, and I'm here to help you chart your course on the choppy seas of the internet. I'm Matt Saintsing, and I'm I, I am I have one beer open, and I have another one on deck, and that is the tone I am setting this morning. Is the is your backup beer on ice, or is it just sitting out at room temperature, slowly cooking? It's slowly cooking at room temperature, but it was pretty cold to begin with. So, and I, I'm I can be pretty quick drinking beer, so I think I'll be okay. I can appreciate the spirit. I love that you're you weighed the option. It was like, do I want to have to stand up and go get a beer in a half hour? I, I absolutely did not want to do that. Do I yeah. just want to reach no further than my arm can go? Grab that beer, snap, crackle, pop. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I, I I do have T-Rex arms, so it's a little closer than it, than it usually is. But yeah, for sure. Yeah. Is that your uh, is that your uh, dinosaurana? Is that your scale? Sum- how do how do how do reptilian and draconic furries express themselves? Because obviously furries typically are for their fursonas. Are they scale sonas? You're asking the wrong person this question, my friend. I really don't know. It's it, it's a good question. But I, um, I you know, I, I have never been a furry or a scaly. Yeah, it's a good question, though. Furries that are non non mammalian furries, I think, is an interesting. Topic. Well, I, I think I think what we need to do is we need to seek out the wisdom of a 45 year old man dressed as an owl. Uh, oh, God. Well, you, have better, <laughs> you better watch out and make sure you don't bring them inside your uh, your posh Durham, North Carolina neighborhood your house. <laughs> uh, you know, he might he might dispense wisdom. He might eat your Tootsie Pop. He might murder you. I don't and know. What, yeah. How many how many attacks does it take to to murder Kathleen Peterson? A one, <laughs> a two, a three. Yeah. Oh, deeply uncomfortable. <laughs> so we wanted to start off today's episode with uh, some listener feedback. We've gotten a lot of great feedback, mostly people who love our podcast and then a couple assholes. Uh, and we're only going to reward the people who are nice to us as, as is tradition. So we're going to start off where we're going to we're going to speak directly to Nathan, who had the audacity to correct me. What uh, a son uh, of a uh, bitch. I, I, I know. Never, I never I liked know. him. I never liked him. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love him. He's a, he's a fantastic human being. This is his first slip up. So I'm going to let him slide on the fact that Chuck D was, in fact, in Public Enemy and not run run DMC. As stated in episode 13, smoking, joking and some ice cold poking. At least we have at least one loyal listener that is downloading and listening to the podcast. So thank yeah. you, Nathan, for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's, that's one thing I will say is like, although I am deeply insulted yeah. that he had the audacity to correct me on something that I was clearly only kind of wrong on, mm-hmm. because I'm sure Chuck D was a huge inspiration to the members of Run DMC as one of their as one of their contemporaries. Yeah, but it does prove that Nathan listens to the episodes. He doesn't just download them and click like when we post. So no, this is, is a pro- this is proof of life. Evidence. This is proof yeah, of life. So yeah, thank actually. Yeah. Thank you, Nathan. Yeah, honestly. Yeah, re- really. Thank you. Yeah, uh, first of all, fuck you for correcting us. But thank you for listening. Uh, we <laughs> we hope you, we hope you do one of those things more often than the other. <laughs> 
I, I just wanted to do a quick shout out to Connor. Uh, he is a loyal listener from oh. the Wilkes-Barre area. Thanks, Pennsylvania. Connor. Yeah. And he is our first confirmed. Oh, furry. Juvenile delinquent of exquisite taste and refinement. Oh, how old is, is young Connor? Uh, I, I, I don't feel comfortable saying that on the Internet. Oh, OK. Yeah. You know, um, we're, 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 we're wow, just that's it, like that, that, is way more, that is way more creepy than the actual age answer could have been like. <laughs> So like, uh, but uh, but now I'm I'm, no, like, at I'm this ready point, to jump the subject. Like, I don't I'm, just think, I'm, just, I'm just thinking about his safety. You know, he's he's okay, he's he's, he's a minor who lives, and I've already said where he lives in his first name. Okay. Uh, I, I am, well, that's your fault. I am listing the time he gets off of school away from putting him in serious danger. Yeah. Well. Um. Yeah. Well, I, I am down to move on from juvenile delinquents uh, for sure. <laughs> but uh, but th- but thanks, Connor. We maybe tell a friend uh, to download to to look at my TikTok account. Time out. Connor, do not go tell friends. Go tell your friends' parents, and then they can assess whether they are ju- juvenile delinquent enough That's true. to listen to us. And also, Connor, just never talk to cops. That's just good. That's just oh good yeah, never ad- talk to advice. cops. Never, they're never trying to help you out. So and if, and if your mom ever gets a job as a cop, stop listening to her. Well, I would say that um, don't talk to cops unless you need one. Is what I, that's a caveat. I say. If you need a cop, you should absolutely talk to one. But if yeah. one's just kind of if one's hassling you, it's not worth if it. If you haven't if you haven't called the police, try not to talk to the police. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And I think you um, had some you had some uh, user feedback, too, right? I definitely listener feedback. I wouldn't call our audience users, uh, Ryan, but uh, but I definitely have some listener feedback here. One is from Johnny Watts, who is a really good friend of mine. I've actually known him longer than I've known you. It's not a competition, but if it was hey, in fairness, def- I'm, I, I may have known him longer than I've known you, too. So Johnny Watts is a guy that I um, I lived with. We were roommates at Goodfellow Air Force Base for training. And he tweeted at us at our Rick Your Pod Twitter account. Johnny Watts says, I've been listening to your pod all day today, and it's freaking hilarious. I feel like we're just sitting around having a drink, shooting the shit and laughing like old times. Keep up the great work, you two. So thank you, Johnny. That's nice. That's great. Uh, We're we're putting off the vibes that we want to put off. Well, I would say, too, the, the other tweet he had was he was mad at me for that, for my reaction to the am I the asshole cat lady? He's like, how could you take her side? So, no, I can I can appreciate that because I am definitely not on that lady's side either. I would say that I came to that decision a little quicker because I, ha- I was not familiar with yeah. the case. And then I kind of but I think it was the premise of deception that made hey, me you think know what, that it was Matt, we up. can't let we can't let Johnny we Living, can't let yeah. we, we can't let Johnny bull rush our podcast and make us no, rehash and relitigate am i the assholes we already figured out who the asshole was yep that's true so johnny uh suck it uh <laughs> hey johnny if you want to uh, johnny if you want to hear our opinion on who the asshole in that situation is it's you go back and listen to that episode again <laughs> maybe tell a minor in your city to listen to us too yeah yeah no yeah uh, but the second listener feedback and this one i'm going to keep anonymous and it's Uh-oh. really hilarious it's really hilarious Maybe you can tell um, matt's a journalist he's protected his sources he won't even tell me who this person is so um this listener feedback this is from someone that i went to high school with and that i someone i just have not kept in contact with right uh but this person is a loyal listener to the show uh and they reached out uh at 12 46 a.m on i think thursday night Nice. They That's hit me party up time. on the old IG. Yeah, right. Exa- exactly. I have a chance to catch up. So we're already starting off strong. Yeah. I have a chance to catch up listening to The Truth About Swans. The ne- the title is actually The Tooth About Swans. And I died. And it's got three eye rolling emojis. So I don't know. At first, I was like, oh, this person is being really mean to me. But they mean the laughing emoji. 
Like, it's like they, they laughed so hard they had a seizure. Quite possibly. If, if, if that's the case, you should not be talking to me at one o'clock in the morning. You should be talking to a doctor or something like that. I, I think depending on what time zone you're in, that's cocaine 30. This person says, uh, I'm so happy about your podcast. I'm so happy that a million years later, you're in life every week through perspective. Do I'm high. So cool to color you. I'm so happy about your podcast. I'm so happy lat a million years later. You're in every week. Just like riddled with just like like drunk like uh, grammar here. And this person says, also, my top my topos are due to weed. Oh, geez, I'm smarter than the weed. I swear. Read back what I wrote. Yikes. But the podcast, it deserves a takeoff. Nailed it. So thank you, mystery uh, Instagram commenter. We really appreciate it. All right. You know, it seems that we have made a big splash in the podcast arena, at least with our friends. And we're here to talk about something with that also created a splash recently, Ryan. Are they rebooting that Tom Hanks classic where he fucks some fish? Was that that was called Splash, right? That was that called Splash, been, yeah. That might have been his first like major movie, I think, actually. It was up it, there and it was a it was a big hit. Isn't it you 80s, know that they, isn't they, 80s, they, yeah. they made a sequel. Oh God, Splash Two. Yes, uh, it, yeah. It was Splash Two T O O, and it was starring not Tom <laughs> Hanks. <laughs> uh, oh wow! So that, 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 that's how you know this was his early career because they had a sequel and they didn't use Tom Hanks. <laughs> well, that, that's that's just it though. Is back in the eighties and nineties, they had no compulsion about making sequels and reboots made for TV. So you remember there was a Ferris Bueller series. There was. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You know, they, they used to do like they'd be like, Tremors two through four. Without First of all, Kevin I, Bacon. I love tr- oh man, I love Tremors. The Kevin second and Bacon third one actually were not bad. They were not bad. They were he, not bad. He's apparently been fighting to make another Kevin Bacon helmed Tremors film. Oh man, I cannot wait for that. I will watch the shit out of that. Bring it home, Bacon. This this article that surfaced this week uh, is from Cape Cod Times, and this is quite possibly the most Cape Cod story ever, where a lobster diver or a uh, lobster man or a lobsterman. I'm not sure how you pronounce that. Uh, it depends. Uh, so in this in this case, he is a lobster diver and it has to do with the acquisition method. So, oh, okay. lobster. I'm from I'm from Maine. So I'm going to I'm going to you're not going to. And we're going to hear all about it today. Yet again, <laughs> yet again, Matt has chosen a topic very uh, well suited for me to, to just completely sidetrack him. Yeah, because we have not even gotten to the topic yet and you have already side tagged me. So let me just say that he was swallowed whole by a humpback whale. Uh, now, we would oh, like well, to now, talk about now all you. my lobstering facts seem really uninteresting. <laughs> well, I mean, no, I want to give you an opportunity. And also, uh, we are we are we are recording this at a time where you are two days away from having a three week vacation in Maine. So, yeah, this is really we're really priming the pump here, my friend. Feet are on the gas, both feet nice. wholeheartedly kicking like a maniac. Uh, yeah, but yeah, so your, your typical lobsterman is going to use lobster traps to fish for lobster, whereas a lobster yeah. diver is going out to uh, basically the the shelf where it drops into like slightly deeper ocean where the waters meet. They're they're going down to the shelf and they're capturing the lobster by hand. Well, that's very shellfish of them. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, no. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, I would say, too, you know, you're from Maine. I spent my formative years, unfortunately, in Florida. And when you go lobstering in Florida, you know, there's a, there's a spiny, the spiny lobster. Uh-huh. They do not have claws. Yeah. I was like well into my 20s when I had my first lobster claw meat. It was all tail back in my day, my friend. I was really into tail back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> 
You spend your whole life chasing tail and you end up getting the claw. Yeah, story of my life, my friend. Yeah, but um, this guy, 50, this lobsterman, 56-year-old Michael Packard, was surrounded by striped bass when he dipped into the water for the second time that day. Uh, and in, in something literally, this like truly biblical, Mr. Packard was swallowed whole. He thought it was a great white shark at first, but turns out it was just a docile, beautiful, majestic, and endangered humpback whale. It is absolutely crazy this guy was swallowed by a whale and lived to tell the tale. Oh, a true whale of a tail, Ryan. What would you do if you just found yourself in the belly of a giant water mammal? Oh, gosh. What would I do inside the belly of a giant water mammal? Um, I'll tell you what I would do. I would shit my pants because I would want them to fucking spit me out. <laughs> Honestly, the type of stuff they eat, man, I, I don't think you're going to scare them away with a little. They probably eat tons of shit. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So they're they're um, because this gives me a time to flex my cetacean muscle here. You know, I'm a big whale fan. Their humpback whales are, are baleen whales. They do not have teeth, unlike, uh, you know, the orcas or porpoises or uh, dolphin sperm. or other toothed whales. Sperm. Or sp- sperm whales. Mm-hmm. I actually did a report on the sperm whale when I was in fifth grade. So if you want to talk about Fison or Catadon, we can talk about it all day, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> but um, um, that's how that's how nerdy I am. No, but the the baleen they're made from keratin, which is the same thing that's made from human hair and nails. So he wasn't really chopping down. And the fact that this was a docile baleen whale probably saved this guy's life. Yeah, it was not intentional. But that's if we believe the story. It's being well, rep- uh, it's being yeah. reported in the Cape Cod Times. What are what are the Cape Cod Times sources, or are they hiding? their sources too no their sources are the guy that, got, that said he was swallowed inside of a whale and they t- and they also talked to uh the scientists about this who back up the claim okay so i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna start shooting holes in this claim before you do that i just want to finish one thing so real quick he was in full scuba gear when the whale began moving around he was inside of this whale uh, indicating i think michael just tastes like shit and uh, he was in the whale for only 30 to 40 seconds before being barfed up scientists think it was a juvenile whale that's all i got ryan Poke holes in this whale story. I'm going to poke some blowholes in this one. Okay, so what we have is we have... You should blow some poke holes. Yeah, what we have (laughs) is the uh, testimony of Michael Packard, which is how you properly pronounce his name. There's no I in there. Michael Packard. Michael Packard. His his friends might call him Mickey. (laughs) But he's... So we we have his statement, and then his fishing companion on the boat witness the whale spit him out. So okay. at that point we've okay. got we've got two people. But the scientist witness yeah. but look at the look at the name of the eyewitness and look at the name of the scientist that they that they reference in the article. Well I am not gonna do that right now. Why don't you just tell me? It's the same name. <laughs> the the scientist oh, so, so, so they're related. The scientist Maybe. is the other guy's dad. Oh so we this might be a hoax from a family who stands to gain financial gain from telling Whale tales, yeah. Whale tales. Um, interesting, interesting. They, they might be setting this. They might be setting this a Mickey Packard guy up to be a prophet or something. Yeah. Um. So that's interesting. There is a tale of an orca eating a human. That's Tilikum in. Uh, he's an orca whale that is one of the imprisoned ones that was in. Uh, sea, I almost said Star Wars in uh, Sea World. The, the, sea the, World, the, Star the, Wars, the, same thing. The, well, you know, Star Trek. It was the same thing, right? <laughs> with uh, with the Star, Star Trek whales. No, but yeah. Um, this beer is really kicking into gear right now. But um, so there's that story but there's also another story from the 19th century uh about a sailor who was supposedly swallowed by a whale oh tell me more so this guy is named james bartley he was 21 years old at the time this is uh he was off the coast of the falkland islands in 1891 i believe he was australian it it really is not clear there are there are there are other um accounts of this records are super spotty and people are a lot less obsessed with immigration records at the time 
The story goes, he was swallowed by a whale that went crazy while being harpooned to death. This James Bartley character, the claim was that he was swallowed while they were hunting the sperm whale. And then ultimately he was cut out three days later by his oh. fellow sailors. So what I have is he was cut out 15 hours later. So already there's, yeah. there's a discrepancy of the facts. There's a lot of different versions of this same story. And that that's part of what leads me to believe that this Bartley story is is fake. It was it, it was roundly panned at the time because people were like they, they checked like shipping manifest. There was like no records of the guy. So yeah. I'm just yeah. I'm just here to destroy all of your whale swallowing stories. <laughs> well, I would say this whale story, I believe, is a hoax. The other one from Cape Cod. I don't know. I, I choose to believe that's real just because it's fun because he survived because the whale survived, too. And in this story, you know, so let's back up here. Let's talk about sperm whales for a second, because, again, I am just a big whale fan. So sperm whales before diving, they they de- they inhale deeply and rapidly and they store oxygen in their muscle fibers, tissues and blood. Their bodies are just permeated with oxygen, which is why they can uh, dive so deep. So could it be that James Bartley survived through the storing of, of, of such oxygen for 15 hours or for as long as three days? I sincerely have my doubts about yeah, that. Yeah, well, part of part of the issue is there, there are various accounts. In some accounts, he was blinded by the stomach acid and was blind for the rest of his life. In some accounts, he recovered. There were people, they checked shipping manifests. They they checked with people who had been on that boat. There was no record of the guy being on the boat. Got stolen valor. Yeah, there's a lot of st- yeah, so there, there are a lot of contemporary sources that called this account into question and we're able to point out inconsistencies at the time. So while this is a, a, a fantastic analog for the current event, it is most likely false. So the story first shows up in the great Yarmouth Mercury, uh, which is a newspaper of record uh, in Yarmouth, United Kingdom. Not to be confused with Yarmouth, Maine, or, or I'm sorry, Yarmouth, Maine or Yarmouth, Canada. Early in American society, we just like lifted names. We'll call it New Dorchester. Fuck it. Um, <laughs> yeah. And so it wasn't until 1907 that there is a uh, the Adelaide Evening Journal, which is Australian uh, journal. They call this this fish story a hoax. Right. But you, you would not be unsurprised to learn that this story was run in many papers in 1928, uh-huh. 1929, 1931, going all the way up to 1985. So this is kind of an enduring hoax. Anyway, it is interesting. I think the two cases show what really happens when a whale swallows you and what people want to think when a whale swallows. All right. Let's say, hypothetically speaking, man on the street, good Samaritan, you come across okay. a humpback whale choking on a human being and you can only save one. Do you save the human or the whale? Well, I would say that if I am on the street and come across a whale choking, I'm going to save the human because that whale's already dead. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, when, I, when, I, when I say when I say the street, I mean like the 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 the, the great sea lanes, the sea roads, gotcha. as they say in Beowulf. So, I mean, I, I guess so. I assume that I'm just swimming in the open ocean and then I come across this or I'm, I'm, I'm not far from the beach. I don't know. Uh, you're, let's let's say, OK, we're in a post-apocalyptic future. The world has the ice caps have melted. The world has flooded. You're Kevin Costner. You're drinking your own pee one morning. You're looking out over the horizon, appreciating the, the stunning beauty of the open sea. And you, I'm brushing you, my gills every morning. You're brushing like your gills morning. and you see a, a humpback whale in distress and two little legs sticking out of its mouth kicking. What do you do? I don't know if there's anything I can do in that situation. I think they're just the, the, the humpback whales are just massive. You're Kevin Costner in Waterworld. Okay, there's okay, well, nothing okay, you ca- can't do in this scenario. 
Uh, Alright, if I'm Kevin Costner in Waterworld, then I would definitely just use my flippers to fucking distract this goddamn thing, punch it in the th in the throat. I'd like to think there was something that I would do to get this human out of this whale's clutches. And I also would say that this is not the whale's fault. Like, I would say that there's no way a humpback whale ever wants to eat a human on purpose. It's all, I always chalk it up to a mistake, which is a know. great image that whales have. <laughs> I, I, I think that is, that, that is a positive stereotype that whales have. I don't think yeah. that... I, we know that whales and dolphins are extraordinarily intelligent i would go so far as to say that well I'm, if, about, I'm about to blow your mind right if 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 i'm about to blow your mind right now dolphins are whales my friend dolphins are whales uh-huh you that's kind of cool that's a cool fact it's i know okay i'm gonna have the same reaction next time you talk about your dumb archaeology shit, all right this <laughs> <laughs> this is the i feel this is like the one time i'm like oh i can flex a nerd muscle you're like Okay, Matt, let's move on. And I'm like, I just showed you something. Well, you didn't show me very... anything, though. I already knew that dolphins and whales are are, 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 are cousins. Like, dolphins are art, just a art, type no, of art, whale. Art, art is a seal. Art, art, art is a seal. <laughs> <laughs> all right, but the, all right, uh, yeah. Now I'm verklempt. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, Don't be I'm sorry, sorry, Matt. I was lying. I'm never sorry. I'm never sorry. <laughs> <laughs> because we are getting this... The, the Cape Cod Times is not necessarily the paper of record. And we, we've right, evidenced right. through the Bartley incident that even reputable papers can be taken in by a probable hoax. In this circumstance, I don't see any reason to disbelieve him. They did seek medical attention after the fact, is yep, my there's understanding. There's a photo of him in the hospital. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So if, if there was if it was a hoax, they beat the shit out of him with a baseball bat to get it done. <laughs> go ahead and say i believe his i, I believe mickey packard's story i'm gonna tell it down i'm gonna tell it down at the bottom night nice okay yeah I, I choose to believe it as well if he's lying he still got fucked up from a whale is what i'm trying to say yeah but i have something else to talk about um another another reddit question i have that also involves swallowing things right <laughs> <laughs> this this is this is the reaction i was looking for when i decided to hold this question from you well you played know? sir turns out all you had to do is say the yeah. word swallow and I would lose my shit. <laughs> Uh, we do know each other, right? Absolutely. So this Reddit question comes from r slash uh, no stupid questions, which we already know this cannot be. No, stupid. that's 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 so just the way that. it works. It's a it's a liminal space in which up is down, left is right, inside is outside, and no question, regardless of its content and merit, is stupid. Absolutely not. Unique interaction eight asks. I've sucked my own dick and have been having back pain and want to visit a chiropractor, but I'm afraid of being embarrassed. What do I say the reason for my back pains are? <laughs> Eating my own ass. Eating first my own all, ass is the only answer. <laughs> first of all, congratulations on having either a massive cock or the limberness of an Olympian. <laughs> like Jesus, like really, like... um. I I'm just impressed. I'm just impressed. Yeah. Well, I mean, what is a good, plausible reason yep. that they're back? My just say I was picking up heavy stuff like my dick. So this is what I would say. First of all, chiropractors don't give a shit because they're just so happy someone's buying their fucking pseudoscience. Uh, yeah, right? I'm, you know, I'm glad you went there because I was about to start dunking on chiropractors too. First of all, I don't, I'm not sure if being asked if you filleted yourself violates HIPAA or not. Right? So, uh, but also the, the chiropractor is not going to give a shit. But I think a really good plausible explanation is I was sucking someone else's dick. Right. There if you, you don't want to say you're sucking your own dick, just be like, I was given head and I twerked yeah. something, you know, I, that's we've all been there. We've I all was been. at an orgy, twisted into a pretzel and I felt something pop in my back. I looked around and there was no one there, much to my surprise and chagrin. <laughs> <laughs> no, 
the, uh, so, so I, I think it's worth just kind of pausing and talking about chiropractors as doctors. So chiropractors are not doctor are not MDs. No, absolutely not. They're not even PhDs. They're not even PhDs. They they go through a completely separate system of certification that is like optometrists go to college to learn optometry only. These chiropractors go to school to learn chiropractic only is what I'm trying to say. It's specialized. It's one, specialized. One's like real medicine, 100 percent based in scientific fact. You're, you're going you're to blow my mind right now. Here's the moment where you blow my mind. If you tell me that optometrists are full of pseudoscience bullshit and you can prove it, my mind will be blown. I mean, they, they blow air into my eyes every goddamn time for some reason. I think that's bullshit. <laughs> I, think it's, I think they're just they're just doing it to be mean. They're just doing it to be mean. I've got perfect vision, so I I, I, I don't have to go to the optometrist all that well, often. Well, good for you. Not all of us could be so lucky, Ryan. <laughs> but the, uh, yeah, so chiropractors, they go to different, they have a completely different system. Their certification is not a medical certification. It is an organizational certification. They are doctors in the same way that uh, a philosophy PhD is a doctor, which there's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with that. And I don't want to dunk on chiropractic too hard because I, I do think that there is some there's absolutely some merit to having somebody crack your neck for you like that. Feel good. Like I, I can see your well, shit can get bunched up and I can see how a chiropractor would help with that. I just wouldn't take any advice that wasn't related to them cracking my back. I'll say this. I, I, I looked into this yesterday when because I was curious there is no scientific literature there's no peer-reviewed scientific literature out there i'm aware of that says that spine manipulation or adjustments do anything other than offer temporary relief but i will say that i have a co-worker that had a really bad car accident who has gone to the chiropractor before and they say that it really does work but it's one of those things where you know, if you start cracking someone's back, it, it, you're not going to have the same answer every time, which is why it's not rooted in peer reviewed science. Right. So for me, like when I think of a, a chiropractor, I don't necessarily completely delegitimize them in my mind. I, I just think of them more like yeah. a massage therapist. Like I'm not going to go to my massage oh, therapist well, to, you know, remove a tumor. Uh, massage therapist like my friend Castle Frame, who gave us some listener feedback. But before, I but I way, will. So, sp- yeah. But I will give a massage therapist three hundred dollars to work on my back for an hour. No, I would be I would be way more likely to pay for a massage than it would be to pay for a spine cracking session. Yeah, and don't quote me on that yeah. price. And, and if you're my massage therapist and I've, I've grossly overstated how much <laughs> it is, I, I will check my old receipts before you get to bill me that. You're about to get ripped off. No, I think I, I think I might be conflating because uh, sometimes Aaron and I will book appointments at the same time. And I, okay. I think I might be thinking of our, our two hour appointment. I've actually never gotten a you massage. Or I know. Uh, yeah, maybe I should. Try it maybe out. I You'll should. love it. I'll, I'll do. I will do that, and I'll come back and report to see what it is. Yeah, I do th- uh, and, I'll, and I'll go in for a waxing appointment. I've never done that. Oh, okay. Well, if we're, if we're talking about things we've never done, it's a long list of appointments <laughs> we got to make. <laughs> I would say that you know, un, perhaps unlike swans, chiropractors aren't, aren't shouldn't be judgmental, uh, and they should really have your back, so they're not going to care why you're there. Don't worry about having to admit that you suck your own dick. <laughs> That's pretty much it. There's no, no shame in that game. Only pride, actually. Only, Only pride. pride. <laughs> so today's uh, today's episode has something of a nautical theme to it. Or about swallowing or a swallowing theme. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, however you want to however you want to think about it. Something else that the ocean swallowed and spit back out. Uh, <laughs> OK, I, I came across a meme recently. <laughs> that struck me almost immediately as being insane. Apparently, let's hear it. Along the coast of northern France for the last 30 years, novelty Garfield phones have been washing up like hundreds of novelty Garfield phones. (laughs) 
man, um, it, it, it's a Garfield phone like mine. Yeah. And, and and people today might not they, they might think oh, a Garfield phone, but the kids today they don't understand how they were huge. Yeah, these yeah. things were massive. So Garfield really takes off in the 1980s. He's got cartoons, I love feature Garfield. length films. I love it. Comic strips, cartoons, TV show. Yeah, yeah, everything. So Garfield was everywhere in the 1980s, kind of hard to avoid. And one of the items that was marketed towards Garfield fans were these large phones like they're they're big. They're kind of akin to the Felix the Cat clocks you'd hang on the wall. I think they're from the yeah, same. Yeah, so the, the, the phone, uh, the phone base has like Garfield's head and then his back is part is where the, the receiver's at. And he's yep. sleeping all the time until you pick up the phone and then his eyes open up. Uh oh, because you've ripped out his spine, presumably. <laughs> Oh God! Oh God! Well, he should go to the chiropractor. <laughs> you can just no. You just cut the cord. You send the. You, you can send the entire spine there. I, I would love it if you pick up the Garfield phone. It automatically just orders a lasagna at your local pizza place. Or your local like pizza that. place, like we don't, make, we don't make lasagna. Living in the part of the country that I live in, pizza is a very big deal. And the only pizza place that I ever went to that. Uh, Act like neighborhood pizza place that actively sells lasagna. I, I walked in there one day to pick up my pizza and they had a box of Stouffer's sitting on top of a microwave. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's funny. That's funny. I'm like, well, I'm never ordering pizza here again. Yeah, I, I would never order anything there never, ever again. Never. Yeah, they, they lost my business by showing me by 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 opening the kimono and showing me their lasagna. Yeah. <laughs> No, so let's, let's talk about these uh, these Garfield phones. They're they're washing up on the shore of is it Brittany in in northern France? If I have that right, okay. You've got these Garfield phones. They've been washing up for thirty years. It's this crazy mystery. People have no idea why it's happening. For thirty years. Yeah. So basically, wow. since the late eighties, since that, since I've been around, essentially. So I guess the first one washed up about thirty five years ago, and okay, there are. Wow. And the, the mystery of the origin of these phones is actually solved by a litter cleanup group. So not only not only was this meme 100 percent true, Garfield phones have, in fact, been washing up on on the shores of Brittany for 35 years. That's so crazy. But they, they actually discovered the source and the source was actually a shipping container that during a storm had been washed into a cave that's flooded. And then as the water rushed yeah. in and out of the cave, the shipping container was cracked open. It was bringing the phones with it. So it's like slowly just leaking like Garfield into the sea. Phones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and there is there a beach you can go to and tell me it's called Garfield Beach. No, or something like that, right? no, they, like, they, they, they didn't name a beach after it, but they have made the Garfield phone kind of like the spokes track for a nationwide <laughs> plastics cleanup campaign. Wow, well, think yeah, about it. It's yeah. such a it's such an iconic character. And then to have that litter just constantly being washed up on the shore and, and the plastics intact. This is 35 years of just of refuse. And it just goes to show how long plastics can stay in the environment. Yeah. Best advertising Garfield could have asked for. This is like their guerrilla marketing. They've been planning for years to do this. <laughs> You find the phone on the beach, you pick it up, and you hear a voice. Hey, man, how's it going? <laughs> and it's right? Bill Murray or, or or Lorenzo Music. Take your pick. I did not know that was Bill Murray. No, voice. it's not. So, and the so let me clarify. Oh. Let me clarify. So, and this is this is a nice fun fact for you. Garfield in the animated shows is voiced by a voice actor named Lorenzo Music. Okay. Okay. Wow, what a name! In the what films, in the Garfield film, he was voiced by Bill Murray. Okay. Now. 
Okay. Their voices are so similar that that's not the only time they've crossed paths. Oh. The Ghostbusters film stars Bill Murray. Love it. Big, the Ghostbusters cartoon. Fan, yeah. Peter Vankman is played by Lorenzo Music. Lorenzo Music. Yeah. That is. So he's essentially Lorenzo Music is essentially a voiceover actor for Bill Murray. Yeah, he's, he's literally at. a poor man's Bill Murray. If the poor man happens to be yeah, a Hollywood yeah. producer. <laughs> yeah. Wow. OK, that's interesting. Uh, so. With this Garfield, can you just go to this beach and pick one up? And like, is there anyone that has an Etsy account where they're like locally sourced Garfield <laughs> phones from nature? Uh, no, it, the the frequency of phones washing up has been reduced. However, they they confirm that the shipping container is basically empty. Okay. Oh. Uh, they've found uh, what they estimate to be something in the neighborhood of two hundred phones have already washed up on the beach. I would love to get my my hands on a phone like that. To be honest, I think it'd be a great collector's item. It'd be like a great story. Would you want one that's washed up from the ocean or would you want one that's a little bit more pristine? I think I would. I mean, I'm not I'm not picky. I'll take whichever one happens. Uh, but I think washed it from the ocean would be a, be a better one. Now that I think about it, uh, yeah. I can get you. I can get you one that hasn't washed up from the ocean for forty five dollars on eBay plus eleven seventy five shipping. That's just like uh, one that came from uh-huh. the factory. It came from the factory by the by way of some weirdo shut ins house. <laughs> All the visuals of this are, are, are sort of post apocalyptic and disturbing. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they are. Yeah. We'll put the meme on our Instagram, too. Yeah. And while it seems like a very strange mystery to have hanging in the air for 35 years, it is 100 percent true. And it's it's been a, an important talking point for environmentalists in France. I think it's a gift to us all. The the fact that Garfield phones are washing up. Also, the micro also the microplastics in the fish coming out of the sea. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like um, Garfield uh, is not the bravest thing to have washed up on the shores of northern France before. However, it is still a pretty funny fact that this is happening. I would say. Lots of Vikings. No Marines. I would have. <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> All right. We, we, we should stop dunking on Marines because they are really going to murder us. <laughs> you know, the, the odds of this happening seem really low, but it is absolutely 100 percent true. I did the math on that, which brings me to my next Reddit question. Am I the asshole for telling my son the truth about maths? Man, um, first of all. What a great I mean, this is a funny premise. I have no idea where we're going with this, but uh, I'm excited for the uh, ride. Well, this one's this one's pretty simple. User individual truck 1584. Just one truck. OK. Individual truck 1584. This person's wife is a math teacher and she's been teaching their son math basically from the time that he was a toddler on. OK. The child is around just just around middle school age and they're doing you know advanced high school level math and one day while doing this math the mother leaves the room the kid throws the pencil down is like why do i need to learn this anyway and then the dad responded i ah, really don't <laughs> i haven't done i haven't okay. done algebra since okay. high school oh it's probably pissed off the mom well the mom's a math, math teacher, teacher. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who has apparently been using mathematics to bond with her child. Yeah, okay, okay. Well, well, you know, this dad's right. This child's never going to bond with their mom as an adult anyway, so he's kind of right. <laughs> That's not true. There's lots of people that bond with their mother. Have you? I don't know if you've seen Psycho. I guess, I guess that, oh God, yeah. I guess that I'm speaking from my own experience, <laughs> my own sad experience. Yeah. Uh, but is this guy an asshole for telling the kid the truth about maths? I would say in this no. circumstance, yes. Oh, well, here's the thing. He's only an asshole if he if he made the connection that math is how their child is like spending time with their mom. But if he was just being honest with the facts about math, he is absolutely right that you will not be having to do 
you know, the Pythagorean theorem later in life, unless you're teaching it, okay. I guess, right? <laughs> yeah, well, I, I think that is one circumstance, but I, I think that the advantage of knowing math and higher level math and being very proficient in it is extraordinarily useful yeah. and it opens up career paths where math is relevant. Knowing the logic of how algebra works does help you with other problems in life, I would say. So it is there is very much a transferable yeah, like figuring skill. out how like figuring out how much tip you owe at the strip club. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The answer is oh, you oh, always oh, owe a dollar. I was going to say at a restaurant. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> every, and you owe a dollar every time you make eye contact. That's the rule. Oh, God. Jeez. Um, <laughs> it's funny that you took kind of the opposite position for me on this because we're about to do some math, Matt. Man, I, I feel like I'm on my second beer and this sucks. I'm, I am so bad at math when I am stone cold sober. So. Uh, have you ever heard of the Monty Hall problem? No, I never heard. Okay. Of all right, let me put my beer down and let me focus. Put your, intensely put your beer this. down. Put your put your put your thinking goggles on, and let's do this. All right, we just call yeah. them glasses nowadays. So yeah. this is named for uh, Monty Hall, the original host of Let's Make a Deal. Oh, uh, so the premise goes like this: Suppose you're on a game show and you're given the choice of three doors. Behind one door is a car. Behind the others, goats. You pick. Okay. You pick door number one. And the host, who knows what's behind the doors, opens up another door, number three, which has a goat. He then says to you, do you want to pick door number two? Is it to your advantage to switch your choice? So you. okay. so I'm I'm going to go ahead and briefly say the the, the doors again. Which ones are goats? So in this scenario, you pick door number one. The host opens door number three, revealing a goat. Okay. Is it advantageous for you to switch to door number two? I would say absolutely, because you're increasing your chance of getting a car, because if you already if you already know that there's a goat, is, is it that you is it that you, um, you know, two out of the three are goats? Is that? The, yeah. The so w- behind one of the three doors is a car. OK, OK. And I pick door one and I know a goats in door three. I would 100 percent choose the I, w- I would absolutely switch because on paper, you increase your chances of picking a car by I'm not sure what the percentage is, but it's it's not by it's like by at least 15 percent. Like on paper. So I think absolutely. Point, which at that a, point, like a, you have two doors. Each door could have a car behind it. One door has a car. One door has a goat. OK, so you flip if you flip a coin, you increase your you're, you're essentially increasing your percentage of picking the car because you already had a chance to pick the one. Well, they don't reveal what's again. behind door number one to you. They just reveal behind what's behind the other door. I see what you're saying, but I still think it, I still think it is, it is one of these weird math things where it is in your interest it is in to your interest doors. to switch doors. You have solved the Monty Hall problem yeah. through intuition. Wow. Uh, but the, the how, how does it work? How so does the logic, the logic work out? Because it just feel, it just for me, it just feels like it's mm-hmm. right. I don't know it implicitly. It just made sense logically. Yeah, I think. I'm actually I'm actually super disappointed by your answer because I'd love to lord the right answer over you. But here we are. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? We are know-it-alls, right? So, yeah. and that, Honestly, I am super proud that I have gotten this right, you know, on basically on X. I used the wrong formula. No, I, am, no I think you used the right formula. Honestly, you just didn't know what the formula was. You intuited it. You intuited it. it, it. Okay. I intuited it. it, 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 it <laughs> Which is yeah. why we have a podcast and you don't, listeners. Yeah, honestly, um, this is the best advertisement for. I mean, the podcasting is monuments to our ego, and this is like Look a at big us. We're, we're, we're sitting here, so we're I've... congratulating ourselves about how how great we are, and there are people at home right now who are like, "No, it's 50-50! <laughs> because we haven't explained why it's right yet. All right, well, let, let's okay. do that. Let's do so that. So yeah. this problem sort of came to the forefront. Uh, there's a 
kind of, I want to say, like, she claims to be the smartest woman in the world. Like, that was her shtick in, like, the late 80s and into the 90s. Uh, is uh, Marie Vos okay. Savant. Okay. You, you might have heard of her. She had a she had a column for a long time. We're not going to get too much into her history. Um, but suffice to say, she publicly solved this problem. And people were furious because, like, no, it doesn't really? make sense. Really? She got 10,000 10,000 reader responses, a thousand of them wow. claiming to have PhDs and, and like going over the map. <laughs> um, so basically what what's going on here, the reason why your odds increase is because the of the decision that the host is making. The host isn't going to show you the one with the car behind it. OK, I see what you're saying. So on paper, before you pick up before you pick a door, you have one third of a chance of of, of picking the correct door for a car right and when and when the host opens up a door the odds for that door essentially goes to zero because you know there's no car behind that so then you now have a two-thirds of chance of picking the correct door by switching uh-huh. your answer that's right is that right is that is, is, is okay okay i just yeah, you figured okay, it out you okay, figured okay. out the monty hall problem so to i'm smarter than the smartest woman in the world in 1980 no 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 no, no she got it right too <laughs> so you are at, you are at least oh. equally as smart as the smartest woman in the 1980s Honestly, that, that's actually not a bad like line no. on your resume. No, you should you should actually put that on your resume. <laughs> we should go to Vegas after this and just like make. Really oh good yeah, bets. we'll be great at it. I'm sure we'll make tons of money. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so there are three possible scenarios, right? The the cars behind door number one and the other two are goats. The cars behind door number two and there are two other goats, or the uh, cars behind door number three and there are two other goats. So the host cannot pick the car. When they're when they're hey, making the reveal. OK, OK, OK. So the, the way the way odds of probability work out, something uh, uh, the odds of something occurring is like the odds of it occurring multiplied by the odds of it not occurring. Like when you when you start talking about like sequential right. stuff, it, let, let's say that the car is behind door number one. That means door number two and door number three are goats and door number three gets revealed to yep. be a goat. If you stay, you win. If you switch, you lose. You lose. Right. Yep. Yep. So unless you want to go. So that's that's, <laughs> that's your goal in, that, to get a goat. in the scenario where the goat is behind door number one, you lose in the scenario where the goat is behind door number two and you switch. You win. If you switch, you win, you win. And in a yeah, scenario yeah. where the goat is behind door number three, you switch, you win. Those are the only three possibilities. Yeah. Yeah. So if you switch every time, as yeah. long as you don't waffle on whether or not to switch, if you switch every time, you will win two out of three times. When they've revealed one of the when they've revealed one of the choices, I feel like the people on Deal or No Deal have to be so pissed that this is solved, <laughs> right? Because they they do, they do that stuff at the Howie Mandel just tries to screw yeah. people over by switching the cases at the last second, but it actually on paper increases uh-huh. your chances. So uh, that's interesting. interesting. One way that I liked that it, another way that I liked that this was explained was let's say you had a million doors, right? Ooh, okay, and you pick one of them. What are the yep. odds that you find your car? One, one in a million. million. Now, let's say the host closes all but one other door. So now they've now they've yeah. closed nine hundred ninety nine thousand nine hundred ninety eight of the doors, leaving the door that you picked originally. And yep. the other door. Yep. And if they give you the option to change it again, you have one in nine hundred ninety eight thousand nine hundred ninety eight or so whatever that is. Well, no, because now now you have you have two doors, right? The one that you chose. Yep. And then the one that the host specifically didn't choose. 
out of out of a million okay. and that's gotcha. that's sort of that makes gotcha, it a little gotcha. bit easier because you're like it does it does what yeah. are the odds that I, the, the odds of me choosing it right the first time were one in a million the odds of it not being the door that the host cho- did not choose to cl- uh, uh, reveal are astronomically higher than the odds that you picked the right one and that works even on a three-door scheme it's just that the math seems a little bit less obvious yeah, I think it's it's a really interesting um, math question. It's like, but it's something that doesn't make sense intuitively until you think about it just in in percentages. I think, and especially too, when you're talking about winning a car, you're tapping into human psychology, and people are like, "Well, I don't want to change because they they want to they want me to change because I'm I picked the right door, and they 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 don't want me to win this Corvette or whatever." But that is just completely in the mind of the contestant. So it kind of is a way for to um, to fleece people is what it sounds like. Right. But it actually increases your chance. Yeah. So it's interesting. It's interesting. So that's the, that's the Monty Hall problem. It's 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 it's, it's nice. super interesting. Well, it's counterintuitive. But the but the but yeah. the math and the logic check out. Well, I like it. Well, of I, course you like topic. it. You got it right I, I, immediately because you <laughs> you should go on. You should go on a game show. Yeah, yeah. You should go on the public lecture circuit. Uh, you should pick up wherever you should pick up wherever her 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 publishing left off. You should be the new smartest woman in America. <laughs> <laughs> well, I well, there is a long proud history of American white men taking credit for women's <laughs> accomplishments. And I'm happy to keep on carrying that torch on. Yeah, no, I thought it was uh, I thought it was great. I thought it was great. Um. But speaking of goats, you know who the greatest of all time really is? I would have to say Rick Reynolds. Oh, yeah. He did provide the use of his song United from the album Portals in Progress. And big fan of his. Uh, You can find his music wherever you can find our podcast on Spotify, Amazon, Apple, and probably some other stuff that I'm I'm losing. Yeah, Spotify, Amazon, Apple. Those are the the big ones, right? Those are the big three. Those are the big three. Google Podcasts, yeah. Uh, You can also find him and us... On Facebook, Instagram, Reddit, TikTok. Anything else? Gmail or Gmail? Uh, yeah, I, I was going to give the Gmail separately, but yeah, at wreckyourpod or wreckyourpod at gmail.com. <laughs> <laughs> you guys know how social media works at this point. We don't have to tell you the difference. If you if you if you have any questions, just ask Connor. He'll be able to fill you in. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, check out this new app. All the kids are using it. Skull face emoji. Which I'm mm. told means laughter now. Oh, I didn't. Oh, because you, you're dead. Because you're dead. It. You're okay. like, I'm okay. dead. And then skull. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think if you don't have a if you don't have a miner in the room to help you navigate the Internet and you see something on there that seems too good to be true, too false, too weird, too, etc. And you don't have time to wait for us to put out an episode for it next Tuesday. Make sure you check yourself. Don't wreck yourself. We are united, but we're so far apart And it won't change till we change We are, but we won't Oh Music, 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 music All right